Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we are here with the hottest of the hot, the most up of the up and coming, the thingiest of thingitudes, the things that are things. Thanks for joining us. We're we take this so seriously. We're like we're like botanists. <laughs> we're, we're like growing and studying and curating. And trimming <laughs> and pruning the garden of things. This is making me add a thing to the bullpen. That thing you might think is weed gummies, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're like botanist man. We're like we're like archaeologists, <laughs> like like digging through the layers of things that are not things. Right. Just to get to the You're shiny like, gold. That's things. not a thing. But wait, if I keep going. There's a thing. Like it is. If I get like my little toothbrush and I just scoop off, scrape off gently, gently, gently the little bit of dirt, then I get to a thing. thing. Then there's a thing. There's a thing. That's right. Yeah. You know, you can't do the great in inhale uh, move with with, with weed gummies. It's true. The gummies are really not very dramatic. Man, it's like, man. Right. I was going to say it's just horrible mouth noises. Like, because they're very juicy. Yeah. No, it's not that I know. I mean, of uh, course, I know it's like legal. Uh, thanks again to producer Rich Doffolino, uh for stepping in for me last week. I, I spent a wonderful week hanging out with my sister who was in town uh, and we went all over the place, did all kinds of fun things. And while we were tromping around in a park one day, she told me about horse trailer bars. What? This is a thing out where she lives in the farmlands of Illinois. Uh, people taking their old horse trailers and turning them into mini bars. Oh my God, this is adorable. Sometimes you do it on your own property just for, you know, outdoor living, right? Uh, some people are doing them like as a wedding venue thing. If you're doing an outdoor wedding, you can have the mini bar there in the old horse trailer. But uh, I had mentioned turning. We had seen a, a a horse watering thing, and she'd pointed it out because she has horses. Uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, or you can make a planter out of them." Ha ha ha! It's a thing reference, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen people do that." And have you seen the horse trailer bars? I was like, "The the hello, excuse me, Siri, remind me horse trailer bars." Boom! <laughs> and research done. Yeah. Oh. My God, I can't stop looking at these. He put a link to Pinterest, which is the most dangerous thing that you can do ever. <laughs> I know. That was that was irresponsible of me, wasn't it? And there, I know. I'm like, I cannot go on with the show because there are a gertrillion of them and they are spectacular. Now, uh, for the couple of you who don't know what a horse trailer looks like, uh, it's basically like, imagine like half of a, of a trailer, like a camper mm-hmm. trailer, 
with, with like just the one axle, two wheels, um, essentially. Sometimes they have they have double wheels, but um, but oh. but yeah, it's just like a, a short trailer, horse sized, <laughs> right? Because horse, horse sized, if you if you will, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people. You know, basically take because because it has uh, side side vents. I think is what they're originally for, but they take those and they they turn them into the bar window. Uh, they kind of open up a window and and put in a little little uh, prop up bar and then you know set up things inside. Some of them even add in fridges and stuff. Oh yeah, these are fancy and there's lights and then they make horse puns out of the title, such as the thirsty foal oh. and wait, I'm still scrolling because there was that one and then the liquid pony. Uh, Offy James one just went for the roaming speakeasy Offy James is saying he's seen a horse trailer bar at a wedding and uh, it was at one of the reclaimed barns used for events I was just going to say like I think we talked about the rustic wedding the sort of like farmhouse wedding style I mean this is absolutely perfect oh my god I need one I need one of these for the backyard this is like spectacular and clearly I mean, just one brief scroll, and by brief, I mean the entire time that Tom has been talking, <laughs> scroll through Pinterest shows that, oh, yeah, this is a super duper thing. Bravo, your sister. Seriously, Meg Seibert, well done. Uh, well oh, spotted. this. And, and all credit uh, to her. Uh, but yeah, horse trailer bars. Yeah. You'll see them everywhere now, I'm sure. I can't wait. I'm going to just go places the duck and pheasant oh there's a coffee version okay all right uh, yeah i wonder yeah. how much these... always have to be alcoholic right yeah i wonder absolutely. how much an uncompleted one stop starts for on craigslist i'm not shopping for a freaking horse trailer like get it together woman it's your way into van life you start by taking your horse trailer and converting it to a, a bar uh and then you're like well you know since i put a sink in that horse trailer <laughs> I mean it's almost a hashtag <laughs> right? van life yep. yep i bet you could actually turn a horse trailer into a pretty nice trailer trailer too oh yeah probably yeah it's a little yeah. little tight but cozy well i now know that uh i'm going to get a miniature car and a miniature horse trailer and put them out in front of my dollhouse because evidently the hot new thing in crafting and not just for children is dollhouses like Michael's is selling dollhouse kits and then there are all these little dollhouse accessories. And yes, they are still a popular toy for children, but they're also like Instagram gold. And so people are like styling their dollhouses, making them look all perfect. I assume that this is one of those things that's sort of like the pandemic gave folks too much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's not, you don't have to refer to it as like, you mean miniature interior design? Like it's people I just mean... call it a dollhouse. We're good with that. Actually, maybe we should just call it miniature interior design because I think that's what it actually is. Yeah. Like people using dollhouses, look at you. That is exactly the terminology. And I had not heard it until you just said it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, because And now I put it onto Pinterest. It's basically <laughs> just to prove it. It's basically model railroads. Mm-hmm. Right? For yep. people who don't want to mess with the railroad part, right? For the design set. Because yep. train sets train sets were never about the trains so much as like all the little miniature stuff you made in the town that your train was going to run through. Totally. And like airplane models. I mean, it is uh-huh, exactly uh-huh. that same culture, yeah, but yeah. for people who are super into design or photography or Instagram. Yeah, there's this entire, oh my God, miniatures. Now that I've put that word, because I wasn't... I. Thank you for filling in the phrase because that's exactly the terminology that gets you all of the 
thingy results as ah, opposed to the toys. Uh-huh. Once you put in miniatures, you're like, there it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I there it is. If it's uncertain times cause people to want to feel a sense of control. Totally. <laughs> right? That they don't. Well, have. and also literally out of control housing prices. Right. So Not if you're going to do any leave your decor, house, get yep. lumber for your redesign. Right? Could, totally. could all contribute. So if you're going to right, if you're going to like, you know, have, scratch your decor itch. Yeah. Or your home building itch or whatever, you basically have to get like a miniature dollhouse kit and then a bunch of furniture. <laughs> but it is incredible the degree of style that people have imbued into dollhouses. Like Yeah. They're perfect. I I'm imagining the person goes to to the lumber yard to to buy some some wood for an actual remodel. Sees the price of lumber right now, and goes, <laughs> "Well, I I can afford that balsa wood. I can right. just I can just start making very small versions of things. I got that. like a whole bunch of matchsticks at home. <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's another way to go. Like there is the DIY version, but then there's also from Macy May miniature modern must haves, the Ah. ultimate furniture package for one to 12 scale dollhouse. And it is, there are Ottomans, there are fuzzy little rugs that go on the floor. I mean, it's, there's even a miniature dollhouse to go inside of your miniature miniature dollhouse. Inception. Literally, this dollhouse has better style than I've ever had in my entire life. Well, that's the thing. You can afford all the things you can't afford in real life for your dollhouse. So true. It's so true. Yeah. No, I think there has been, there is always control in making things beautiful for certain people of whom, you know, I'm not totally one, but I get it. Mm. And I think that this miniatures, thank you, trend is definitely all about that. And I realized it must be a thing when I started seeing that there were dollhouse kits in Michael's, which was much more than a kid thing. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, this miniature is, uh, this is a good one. house. Yep. No, I love it. it. You're absolutely right though. It is like get control and happiness. So what do you do? I'm a miniature interior designer. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a designer dollhouse views for my studio today. Yeah, no, it's, Oh, there's an out of business one. Now I'm literally looking at them on Instagram where there are three and a half million posts. Hashtagged miniatures. Mm -hmm. Victorian Beacon Hill. Yeah, it goes. It goes on and on. It goes on and on. I'm not sure that this is a hobby I'm prepared to take up, but if Delta lasts much longer, sure. All bets are off. Well, at least it won't (laughs) take up a lot of room. There you go. (laughs) Looks Um, so pretty on Insta. My other thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, the Insta miniature scene. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Um, okay. My other thing is something I observed. Don't know if it's a thing or if it's just something I didn't notice before because I haven't left my house for pretty much for a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> but hot, sunny days here in Los Angeles, up in the 90s in some places where we were. Uh, and I saw people with just regular old umbrellas. Not Really? Not a hint of rain in the sky. So this was not a like, I'm just being prepared. This was, I have an umbrella out because of the sun protecting me. And uh, three or four people in different locations. I saw this. Wow. I just looked this up actually. And there's a company called Solbari.com that seems to be Australian, which makes a ton of sense because they get real serious about UV there. 
that has UPF 50 plus umbrellas from $40. So yeah, maybe this is people getting real serious about sun damage. And maybe I don't have the eye for it, but to my eye, these were just umbrellas. They didn't just look regular, any different. Right. Yeah, they weren't like, parasols. They weren't, you know, oh, I'm I'm trying to be Victorian. Like this was just the same old umbrella you'd have on a rainy day. Uh and and SCW Lung uh was asking, were they were they Asian people? Because my mom does that all the time. No. Mm-hmm. Uh I believe maybe one of them might have been, uh, but uh, all all different uh races, mostly women though. I don't know that I saw a guy. Interesting. Because we've all, you know, gotten a little paranoid about our skin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh? Yep. That is so interesting. I'm just trying to find like a backup for it, but that's a bit, it's a very, I feel like if it started in LA, <laughs> there will be more. Yeah. I don't know if it's a thing that's starting here or just kind of a low level thing that I just happened to run into a few practitioners of on, on the odd day uh, that I was out and about, but, but yeah, it, uh, it was it was a it was a thing I noticed. Of yeah. Like, oh, you're just using your umbrella to protect yourself from the sun, which I guess makes sense. It totally does make sense, and it has been happening for centuries that people are using oh, it. Yeah. It is. It's true that it is more common in Asia. I actually kind of wonder. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> I wonder if there's this general realization, like, wow, um, you guys were early on masks. <laughs> and really had that down and that seems yeah. really smart and huh. maybe we should also do the umbrella there's thing. sort of this reputation of of <laughs> asians having good skin maybe it's Great because skin. the umbrella could be the k-beauty products but why you know let's ha- do both why not let's go with both let's go with both why not <laughs> yeah oh my goodness that's amazing well and also uh feeds right in to my thing, which is as the uh, sunny days get more and more common and the weather gets hotter, you'll need your umbrella because climate change is a thing. <laughs> what? No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. I don't mean to be like uh, Debbie Downer up in here, but I'm pretty sure that in 2020 and 2021, lots of people who weren't 100% sure whether this was a thing are now like, Ooh, this is a thing. You know how I know? Because of the weather. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is it the hurricanes or the flooding or the droughts or the fires? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, no one's connected it to the bugs yet either. You know what's a thing? The bugs. Yeah. Climate change and bugs. It, what it, the reason I say it's a thing is not just because of the extreme weather that we are seeing, which is unquestionably related to climate change. All of that is true, right? Climate has changed. We are starting to see extreme weather as a result of it. But what I, what made me bring it up as a trend is that f- sort of finally, and maybe to an almost borderline comical degree, every story about a weather mm-hmm. – or a fire, or a flood, or this or that, or a Tuesday is like it's um, also it's because of climate change. I almost have the BBC uh, line memorized, which is uh, while climate science cannot connect any particular weather event to climate change, it is suspected that these kinds of events are now more common because of it. <laughs> is basically what they write in every weather story. <laughs> well, and then that's over now. That now it's like this is because of climate change. And that's what I actually find so interesting um, is that 
this latest IPCC report. And what's frustrating is that literally for decades, all the same scientists were like, no, it's human caused. It definitely is. But this latest report, they came out and they were like, it is human caused. We have all the science. It is human caused global warming, creating a climate emergency. The end. And that seems to have been the thing that's given all these news outlets permissions. I'll be curious to see what the BBC is doing. No, they're still because doing now, because because if I, I should find their stop. actual wording before I start parsing it too much, but it's basically saying while no particular weather event, you know, directly can be connected to climate change. Yes, climate change causes these kinds of weather events. So, oh no, that's over now. They're even connecting. I mean, I don't know what the BBC is doing again. Let's be clear, but even now. Other major media outlets are connecting the individual weather events to climate change, hmm. which is why I say it's a thing. It's because it's like we've now tipped over into the point where everybody's like, oh, yeah, that flood, that rain, that hurricane, that fire, like because of, and they're just like because of climate change, the blah, blah, blah. And listen, like this is great. Like this is the conversation that we need to have. I have just been startled at the kind of speed and the ignoring of all the history that came before, <laughs> with which they're just like, what? No, we've always known. We've we've always said that these weather events were the so results of the human BBC caused climate change. On uh, Ida today, the impact of climate change on the frequency of storms is still unclear, but we know that increased sea surface temperatures warm the air above and make more energy available to drive hurricanes, cyclones, and typhoons. As a result, they are likely to be more intense with more extreme rainfall. Wow, I'm surprised that they're still hedging that much because the world has nobody already else by is about 1.2 degrees Celsius since the industrial era began, and temperatures will keep rising unless governments around the world make deep cuts to admissions. They have that whole thing that's, in there. They have that whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So basically, what they're saying is right for them. You can't. Let's not give somebody a, a weapon. You can't look at any particular weather event and go that one. That one's related to climate change. All you can say is like, yeah, these things are more frequent. So why do you think we're seeing this one? Gee, I wonder. Like, it's it's not wrong. It's it's basically taking a cudgel away and like, oh, okay, sure. So if you want to try to say that one's not, I guess, but then all the others well, are. <laughs> so. it's, which is, it's almost like a distinction without a difference. It's sort of saying like, yeah, weather, weather would occur no matter what. It is the effect of climate change that weather now occurs on steroids. Mm -hmm. But yes, yeah. it is, then, but it's a lot of they, I think that's why they add that second paragraph of like, but <laughs> since we're talking about this. <laughs> but as long as we're discussing it, get it together. Yeah. Yep. It's just been, I, it's been very noticeable and it's been pretty abrupt. And I think it's part of overall, a, probably a pretty positive trend. Like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, there Let's has been a sea definitely change. keep talking about it. There has been a sea change, if you will, Literally in the way that we're discussing it. <laughs> and I only hope that it's not too late. And again, not trying to be a buzzkill, mostly just pointing out that the cultural moment is all climate change all the time and probably will continue to be. And then as to the questions, the, the, the discord is asking the very wise question, like, aren't we calling it global warming now? Because oh. I was like, we should call it global warming because climate change was like made up by Republican strategists who have since apologized, namely Frank Luntz, for essentially trying to market this. What I find interesting is that global warming has now started to sound equally mild and vague. I prefer climate change now. Let's let's forget how we got here. 
moment. I prefer climate change because it does take away that. Well, but it's we're having a snowstorm. It's still snowing. Exactly. It's like global warming is like, oh, global warming joke of the day. It's so cold. Right. And and Mm -hmm. even people who know like, man, that's of course, global warming can lead to this. You know, we'll we'll be tend to want to make that joke. Whereas climate change is like, no, extreme climate change. Extreme climate. I, I'm a fan of, at least on first reference, the climate crisis brought on by human-caused global warming. Mm-hmm. If you're going to use all the words. If you're going to use, yeah, if you've got the word count. <laughs> go ahead. If, you're the BB, if you're the BBC and you've got nothing but time. Well, here's the other thing I noticed while <laughs> I was looking for that uh, paragraph earlier. On their main news page, global warming linked to colder winters in the U.S., then when you click through, the headline mm-hmm. is climate change, Arctic warming linked to colder winters. Right. <laughs> so, because it does confuse people. Even my like super smart, you know, judge of a dad was just like, wait, I don't totally understand how global warming makes it snow more here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the headline writer on their homepage is different than the headline writer on the homepage. <laughs> it was like, that is confusing, friend. That, sir, it's confusing. <laughs> anyway, yes. Turns out, at long last, the slow march of climate change has led to a dramatic shift in the nomenclature. And now here we are. Now here we are. It's a thing. Yeah. Let's right. fix it. Yeah. Let's get to the emails. Feedback at it's a thing. Me, Craig, on uh, y'all talking about bento boxes last week, uh, said, Hey, thing seekers, after your episode discussing the thingness of bento and faux bento boxes, I wondered if this could be a sign of 90s nostalgia for Lunchables, those popular compartmentalized meals first introduced in 1989. The kids who devoured Lunchables in the 90s would be just the right age now to have more influence and start new trends on all the socials. Maybe bentos are just grown up. Lunchables, yours in Thingdom, oh, Craig. That is so smart and funny. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Gautaman, Gautaman wrote in on Halloumi. Hi, Molly and Rich. Great show this week. I'd like to confirm that Halloumi is a big thing, especially here in London. I recently, very recently, moved to the UK from California and found Halloumi on the menu in almost every other restaurant here. Oh, maybe it's the continental influence coming this way. Since arriving in London, I've had halloumi kebabs, burgers, popcorn, ice creams, and now low-key starting to feel sick of it. Halloumi nah, <laughs> overload. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Uh, and then Shara Marie on Discord uh, spotted a new makeup trend. I'm seeing a lot of reverse cat eye. I think I'm mm-hmm. early on this thing and uh, linked to a glamour story. About people uh, upgrading your winged liner to reverse cat eye. What is? Wait, I'm. I don't understand what the ber- reverse. Okay, it, hold on. Now uh, I gotta click all the way through. Apparently, cause... has all the fierceness of regular winged liner, just inverted <laughs> to focus the attention on your lower lash line. Oh, it's on the lower lash instead of the top mm-hmm. lash. I mm-hmm. get it. I was thinking that it was like a top lash, but it went into the corner of your eye as opposed to out. To the side, which would also look kind of awesome. Yeah, that would. Um, I, smoky eye is all around. I could right? see that. Smoky eye will never die. Yeah, smoky eye is all around. Winged but liner I is see. above. Reverse is below. I see reverse cat eye. Ooh, that looks pretty good. I actually really like it. Yeah. Uh, well, as <laughs> soon as I see it on Ariana Grande, we will confirm. Char- we'll know. We'll yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> but Charmory has been a reliable thing spotter, so yep. I'm going to go uh, with that. Uh, yeah. For sure. Pre approved. Yep. For sure. For sure. 
Um, thank you for all your feedback. Please keep it coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Today I was tempted to troll it for things, but it turned out that things appeared as they always do. Um, and thank you to the patrons who support the show at patreon.com slash it's a thing, especially the folks who make the most fun part of the day possible. Hey, yes. The uh, shout outs. The, uh, the top level on our Patreon <laughs> gets shouted out every show. Um, at one point in our deep, dark history, we might have just said their names. I don't know. I don't remember back that mm, far, but not maybe. anymore. Now, Where's the fun in that? Yeah. Now our producer, Rich Straffolino, creates exquisite, bespoke, themed shout outs every time. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, today's shout outs, in fact, are based on the introduction to the 1993 Sega Genesis game, Shining Force 2. <laughs> Here we go. The citizens of Thingongia Kingdom are hard at work. Inside the castle grounds, Benjamin Forrest concentrates on jousting and target practice, while Lee Price and Gabriel Cohen compare teleportation and healing spells. Thingonia isn't at war, but there has been trouble with Kevin Sill on the outskirts of the kingdom, and Eric Duncan has ordered James C. Smith to sweep the area and drive Jake Woods away. All notice the thunderheads that gather above the castle. Not only is rain unusual for the season, but the storm does not look to be an ordinary one. The storm is a harbinger of coming events, events which will change Thingonia and its neighborhood kingdom and its neighboring kingdoms forever. An ancient Joe Hood has broken free and is spreading over the land of Louis Saint Amour, devastating all that it touches. Is there any Mike Akins or anything that can stop it? Start, Start the adventure, the adventure and, and find, find out. out. That'll be fun for Rich to try to make our, uh, what, us saying this in the end. <laughs> you can probably, <laughs> like you can probably sync that, right? Yeah. You can probably yeah, do yeah, it yeah, clap yeah, again. Or, that. If you're like, like man, it sounded like you guys were together, uh, that would be Rich. That's the magic of split track, friends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you are all so glorious. Thank you for supporting our show, for listening to It's a Thing. This is the best side hustle of all time. Become a member, uh, get access to our Discord and ad-free RSS feed, the bonus content, and much more. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. That email address one more time. Keep sending us your things. Feedback at It's a Thing.me. See you next week. Can't hold it back. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.